0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Hi, I'm Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. I'd like to invite you to drop a line in one of the 400 lakes in the Bemidji area. We have 160 miles of biking trails, forest trails, campsites. You can even get your picture with Paul Bunyan and Babe is Blue Ox. And when your adventures are done, we have some of the best eateries that Minnesota has to offer. Plus, much, much more. And don't forget to check us out at the Minnesota State Fair in the Education Building. Bemidji, one step further. Coming up today on The Big Show, we check in with Garrett Hagelin and talk bass fishing in the Brainerd Lakes area. Plus, it's Lake of the Week day, and we head over to Park Rapids to check out a couple of small gems. It's all coming up on Fishing Paul Bunyan Country.
1: With the bears, and if you're not, who he is here? I'll be. Yeah.
2: I catch more fishes than the seagull birds. If you all ain't fishing, you're
0: a bunch of nerds. Cause the fishes all tremble at the side of me. Cause I'm fishing. Paul yeah. Country. Country. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at bemidji.state.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu. This is Bro reminding you that the coolest people are on Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, and Kevin Jackson, too. Well, today on Fishing and Paul Bunyan Country, we are going to talk with Garrett Hagelin out of the Brainerd Lakes area. Actually, uh, are you in Pequot Lakes, Garrett?
2: I sure am. Thanks, Kevin, for having me. You... Yeah, Pequot is home, and uh, yeah, I love it there.
0: All right, got to explain something to me, because I've looked up and down the map. I cannot find a Pequot Lake anywhere, so how in the heck did it get that name? <laughs>
2: Uh, you know, I actually I, I don't know how the how the town got its name. Um, I know it's known as the bobber town. If You look in town and drive through. I mean, you really can't miss it. The uh, the water towers are in the shape of a bobber, painted that way. So it's it's uh, it's pretty great. But um, I don't know how it actually got its name. Now I'm going to have to go look that up just because you said it. Okay, <laughs>
0: uh, report back to me next time. Uh, <laughs> So, Garrett, obviously, uh, that whole area, you know, is just loaded with a lot of lakes. And we don't talk a lot about the Pequot Lakes area. We're always talking about Brainerd Lakes. Uh, what are some of the uh, unique waters over uh, in the Pequot Lakes area that uh, that you particularly like?
2: Yeah, well, uh, the whitefish chain just offers so many opportunities out there to, uh, for a lot of different species of fishing. Um me and myself, I focus on the bass fishing this time of year. I always have a panfish rod with me, though, on the deck. Uh, a lot of the times when I'm cruising weed lines and stuff like that, um, you'll, I'll run to a pot of bluegills or crappies or something and pluck a few for dinner every once in a while. I, I call that my grocery shopping sometimes. But um, it's uh, the whitefish chain, again, it, it's kind of that number one in the area anyway for for a diversity of fish and fishing styles. So. Um, you've got the main whitefish lake there there's uh, big trout um, cast lake clamshell all of those little lakes that kind of uh, connect together there for uh, really some great fishing all time uh, all times of the year on the ice or open water now of course uh, but then also just a lot of great boating opportunities too there's some really really nice places out there uh, <laughs> that are really. The architecture is just fantastic out there. Really neat to see you, but um, it's, uh, there's some nice shallow channel, uh, channels out there, too, that um, seems to be a nonstop constant parade, which is just its kind of fun. It's a fun a- uh, atmosphere out there, um, but uh, that's really one of the best lakes to be fishing there uh, for fishing opportunities. Um, besides the chain, there are plenty others as well. Um, we've got the Gull Lake Chain, another very popular chain of lakes that kind of spans from the southern part of Pequot all the way down uh, towards Baxter. Um, that's a very famous one. Of course, there's a lot of great tournaments out there, and um, really just some solid fishing um, and uh, tourist attractions at the same time. Um, you also have the Cullen Chain of Lakes. There's upper, middle, and lower also great, um, one of uh, one of my local favorites, anyways, for bass fishing. Uh, a lot of fish. I, I call it a, a batting practice lake. If you've got a tournament the next day, I, uh, I'll go to a batting practice uh, lake just to get some hook sets in and get that mindset going on. So, um, just a fun body of water for sure. But um, besides kind of those those three areas and a bunch of others, there's just there's so many lakes within um you know 10 15 minutes of uh driving distance from Pequot Lakes that really is one of the main reasons why I wanted to live just north of Baxter <laughs> um and um there's just like I said there's just a lot of opportunity you can yep. go in any which way direction and uh you'll you'll land in water somewhere
0: you know and it doesn't matter what you like to fish for you got great walleye waters there you got musky waters there you got uh you know as you noted panfish northerns and of course tons and tons and tons of bass lakes
2: right yes it, yeah and uh you know the Gulf the Gulf chain is one of those lakes that it's known for bass fishing and um aside from its um fantastic walleye fishing as well um but uh you'll see a lot of different uh tournament trails out there i know the champions tour will be out there this year and um there's, uh, there's, we're expecting a lot out of that lake this year.
0: Well, Garrett, I know we, 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 you know, I tried to get you out a while ago, and you said I just haven't had time to fish. But it looks like you got a little fishing in the last couple of weeks. I've been seeing some really, really nice bass pictures from you.
2: You bet. Yeah, you know, life as you know it is just uh, that. That summer schedule is so busy. Yes. <laughs> and as we chatted before, we've got weddings going on, and and. Um, Um, all kinds of different things, other events across the nation. That's kind of encapsulated some of my time this year, but um, I do get out as much as I can, even if I have to fight for it. (laughs) And um, it's been good. It's been really good fishing. Um, Again, for myself, largely targeting, you know, the largemouth and smallmouth bass, stuff like that, but um, definitely running into a few straggler walleyes and pike um, and the occasional uh, bluegills and crappies too, but um, it's, it's been really solid fishing. The uh, water temperatures are in that upper 70s range, you know, 76, 77, something like that, and um, uh, it's, it's fairly easy to target fish this time of year. You can eliminate a lot of different water because, at least for bass fishing, a lot of your fish, uh, the vast majority of them, are going to be out towards that deep water. They're going to uh, uh, be suspended, in the deep water roaming and chasing bait bait fish out in the deep um, or they're going to be using those uh, deep, steep weed lines and uh, pushing bait fish up against those weed lines or in the weeds kind of that tall cabbage and around the coontail and stuff um, chasing bluegills out there so uh, drop shot, net rig uh, Texas rigging a worm um, uh, throwing a jig of course is always a tried and true uh, lure to use. Uh, there's just, there's so many ways to catch them this time of the year and, and, uh, it, it's just a, a great time to fish them. If you're not finding them out deep when they're out chasing the bait fish and stuff like that, uh, you can still find, uh, a good number of fish up shallow, especially towards the evening years, uh, uh hours of the day when, uh, when you get a nice, calm, um, summer evening. There's nothing better than I like to do than throw a frog in the reeds and rip out some nice fish that way. That's such a good time. But in a midday pattern, if you're not finding fish out deep again, um, you know, look for any kind of cover. It could be your lily pads, um, heavy uh, reeds, and other types of vegetation. Like I said before, ripping a jig through uh, that tall standing cabbage is another good way to do it. Um, Or go dock fishing. Uh, the best kind of docks are the ones that are going to be on the main body of water, kind of the big part of the lake, uh, and uh, throw a wacky worm, you know. Um, it's just a, another tried-and-true thing. Those fish are looking to get out of the sun just as you are, and um, and uh, that's, that's where you can find them a lot of the times. So um, there's, like I said, just a lot of really great fishing in the Pequot Lakes area.
0: I was just talking to Sam and Joe from Northland Tackle, and, and they were noting that at least up here, the bass bite seemed to be a little unusual and lag a little bit from years past. What did you find down there?
2: Okay. Yeah. And I would say that's probably true. I was up fishing in that area not too long. And and know congrats to Sam and crew for winning the, uh, the tournament this past weekend. Uh, uh at least the bass edition. That's super cool. Great tournament to fish. Um, but um, it it certainly was an unusual year. It seems like they're definitely now settled um, to that normal summer pattern anyways for now. But it was a slow start, and it took a while to get there mm-hmm. anyway. We had that cold spring that um, really held on for quite a long time, and it just pushed the entire, <laughs> the entire cycle back um, quite a bit. And so it was unusual, and um, you just kind of had to figure it out as they say you know find the fish what are they doing that day and whatever they're doing one day doesn't mean they're going to be doing it the next so that uh that time in between the spawn and uh their their summer patterns now it's it can be real tough trying to find those fish at times
0: on the other Uh, hand we had a we had a a longer walleye bite than usual as well so that kind of made up for it for some people
2: yeah yeah absolutely um (laughs) was that was one thing that was very nice was the longer walleye bite. Um, there's nothing better that I like to do than rip a jig in a minnow for walleye at times. And, and um, you know, the springtime, there's no better time to do it. Now you're going to be, um, you know, you're going to be doing some trolling, doing some, uh, like, butterfly rigs with um, uh, from North End Fishing Tackle. They've got a great rig for that. One thing that I like to do just to tweak some of those rigs is put on a, uh, it's a slow death hook. Uh, you thread the worm all the way on it. It's got a kink in the hook, and it just it whips that worm around so much more um, than a regular crawler harness does. So uh, that's just one thing that I like to do. But, um, yeah, this time of year, you're doing more of your trolling techniques or uh, split bobber rigs. That's always a good option yet, too. Um, but when you're covering water, um, definitely still... Uh, be trying out those uh, jigging wraps uh, and uh, puppet minnows and uh, other casting baits, stuff like that to locate fish. You can come for more water that way, um, but uh, once you kind of find a pot of fish um, either throwing those uh, search baits uh, or using your mega sight imaging, then uh, you can get on top of them with a slip bobber. um just rig a leech on there and a plain hook, simple as that, and and uh, go to town that way. It's it's a great way to do it.
0: Okay. It's a fun fish to catch. I mean, if you've never bass fished before, it's funny how many people, when they first uh, go out bass fishing, it doesn't take long and they're kind of addicted to it because they're fun. They just are flat-out fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they, they absolutely are. And I think one of the things for me when it comes to bass fishing and why I enjoy it so much is just because there are so many different ways you can catch them. Um I I joke with with people that come into my boat for the first time that that Dang near got a Cabela store in the boat. Just a wide variety of different things to be catching fish with and you know, there's always your tried and true techniques, uh and, and your favorites of course, but there's a lot of new things that come out each and every year which are just a heck of a lot of fun to try and and um, build some confidence on for sure. So um this time of the year, for me, one of the techniques that's I'm most confident in is your drop shot fishing. It's it's just a great time pulling those fish out of the weeds, um, you know, the, the shallow cabbage or uh, uh, from the depths. No matter where you're fishing, a drop shot rig is a very good way to go.
0: We have much more to cover with Garrett Hagelin later on in the show, but up next, we head over to the Park Rapids area for the Lake of the Week. I'm Bruce Jean at Rainy Lake Guiding. I always like to give to those in need. That's why I'm on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, because we all know Kev Jackson is sure in need of knowledge. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. I'm Chuck Hasse, Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and you're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Lake of the Weekday, Lake of the Weekday, Lake of the Weekday, holy cow. It's Lake of the Weekday, and we are checking in with Kyle Little. He's a fisheries technician out of the Park Rapids area fisheries office. Uh, First of all, Kyle, thanks for being here today.
1: You're welcome. Glad to be here.
0: We're going to talk about a couple of lakes that are uh, actually quite small and not very far apart. The first of them is Nagel, uh, and the second will be Mau. So in general, whereabouts in in your area are those lakes?
1: Uh, From Park Rapids, they're going to be to the southeast towards Padora, or not very about a mile from the Padora nursery down there. Come from Bemidji, you'd be head south on 200 to 64 in Akeley, and then it's about 10 miles south Akeley and just east or just west on 87 about 3 quarters of a mile you turn north onto Cougar Drive and they're up that road less than a half a mile
0: and they're both uh they're both uh, carry in accesses so that's uh i mean um, with the DNR it's usually uh, a concrete one but these must be in the in the in the deep dark woods
1: yeah Nagel um, actually has posts that will keep you from like backing in a bigger boat, it's something you're going to have to carry in a small boat, maybe a canoe with a trolling motor or just something, paddle around. Now is more of an undeveloped access. And last time I was there, it was kind of rough-looking gravel getting down over a hill. And, you know, you're going to have to take some work or carry in a canoe down there or something like that.
0: So these are, these are, I'm guessing, fairly undeveloped lakes?
1: Yeah. When we surveyed Nagel in 2015, we only counted 12 um Houses on the shoreline, and then in 2005 when they surveyed Mao Lake, there was 23 houses and cabins along the lake. So not very heavily developed.
0: Okay, so if you're looking for one of those kind of quiet, out of the way, back to nature type experiences, those are pretty good options.
1: Yeah, I think you could spend a day down there. You're not going to have a lot of other people around the lake. Um, Just something to explore and have to yourself. And it's not be motors are running around. It's going to be pretty peaceful.
0: I take a look, you know, at the at this fish in, in both lakes. Very similar fisheries. A lot of the things you would expect in, in smaller lakes in northern Minnesota, there's some crappies, there's some bluegills, there's some bass, there's some northerns.
1: Yep. So a lot of your generally smaller sunfish you could pick through and find something better. Um, crappies, low numbers, but once again, our gears aren't going to sample those the best. There's a lot of habitat we don't cover in that 4 to 10-foot range where they might be hanging out. Um, smaller pike, um, 20 inches and under for most of them, but sometimes you'll find them up, I think in Nagle we had them over 25 inch in the last time, Mal was surveyed, up close to that 30 inch. Um, bass will be fairly abundant, um, size will vary a little bit, but most of the fish we've sampled have been 12 to 16 inch range. Um, there are some carp. Into Nagel and their and we didn't capture them, but I remember seeing them in the bull rushes and some of the residents talking talking to us about seeing carp in the lake and trying to get some of them out.
0: You you know, if you happen to stumble into walleye, it's going to be by accident. It looks like.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Nagel was. Let's see here. Nagel was stocked not that long ago in '98 and 2002. That was from a private stocking. but it's also been stocked with fry from like 48 to, from 1948 to the mid 1960s. It's had some fry stock. There's been some fingerlings over the years or other ways wallets have gotten in there.
0: My guess is you do not see a ton of uh, activity on that lake.
1: No, when we were surveying out there, at Most common traffic we had was people just stopping out to see what we're doing and how the survey was going. Uh, Maybe one or two other anglers.
0: Again, it's not you know if you're a serious angler and you're out there, you want to get a lot of big fish and you want tons and tons of action and you know big you know photos that make you look good. (laughs) This may not be the lake to go to, but if you want a relaxing day, you got kids in the boat and you just want the the rod to bend, both of those lakes would be pretty good choices.
1: Oh yeah, they'd be. Somewhere to just go have that peaceful day, take a kid out, um, have some time with them, and just go have fun. That's what fishing's about.
0: Absolutely, and you know, and I, I think one of the things I always like when I'm out there is, you know, when you see the turtles swimming by and ducks and loons and you know, stuff on the shoreline and and nice, quiet, peaceful lakes like that, you probably get a little more of that kind of activity.
1: Yep, yeah, there's some forestry land at the access in Nagle. Um, it's actually got kind of a sandier beach area where you come down you could hang out a little bit and float around and bring the family or do anything like that.
0: Um, again, you say there's not a lot of activity there, so I'm guessing, in um, your area tends to be really good at this anyway, I'm guessing we don't have any AIS issues on those lakes?
1: Um, none that we're aware of. The only thing is, is that there is carp, and they probably came up through the uh, Crowing River and Shell River systems because Bender Creek coming out of Nagel and Trip Lakes flows down into first crowing. So anything in those crowing chains could move up eventually.
0: Uh, anything else we should know about those lakes?
1: Um, when we did Nagel, it's kind of a different thing that we look at is the oxygen readings. Um, in 2015, we had extremely high oxygen rate of 19 parts per million at 15 feet. Um, other lakes in the area that people may know is Blue Lake. Um, in 2017, we surveyed that at that 11 parts per million at Fifteen feet, um, and the oxygen was good. The first week of July, all the way down to thirty-eight feet in both lakes, but that was extremely high dissolved oxygen reading in Nagel. Is so it's kind of unique.
0: Is that a good thing or a bad thing?
1: Um, it provides habitat throughout the water column for fish. Um, it's just uniquely high. I don't know okay. what did it, but it's just <laughs> something that stood out to me and what I remembered.
0: All right, again, if people are curious uh, of a, for, for a getaway lake or two, Nagel and Mau are good options out of the Park Rapids Area Fisheries Office. Kyle, one more time, uh, the general way we can find our way there.
1: Um, from Bemidji or Park Rapids, if you from Park Rapids head east to Akeley or from Bemidji head down 64, get to Akeley, and then it's 10 miles south of Akeley, and you would take a right onto Highway 87, and it's about three-quarters of a mile. You'll get to Cougar Drive head north and there would be a half a mile to the access to the trail that leads off to Nagel and about 500 feet up the road you'll take the trail that leads into the Mau Lake access
0: All right, sounds like a couple of cool places I need to check out before it's all said and done for me Uh, Kyle Little is a fisheries technician out of the Park Rapids Area Fisheries Office sharing a couple of lakes of the week, Nagel and Mau Uh, Kyle, great having you on the show today, thanks for taking the time
1: Yep, thank you
0: when we come back, we check back in with Garrett Hagelin of Pequot Lakes and talk Brainerd area fishing. Hi, this is Chuck Hassie on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson employed for another year. When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV. Fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grant Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. This is Dick Girdsley and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Garrett Hagel and my guest today talking about the Brainerd Lakes area fishing scene. Garrett? Well, you're going to go out uh, golfing this, uh, this weekend. You said you're not much of a golfer, but I have a golfing analogy for you. Great. <laughs> right. Sounds
2: good.
0: So it seems to me um, the bass fishing is like Happy Gilmore, um, you know, just slamming that driver, just the fight, just a battle, just, you know, power. And, and walleye fishing is like the short game. needs a lot of finesse, a lot of touch. Both are challenges, both are very uh, fun in their own right, but very different.
2: Right? Yeah. No, that's exactly right. It's uh, there's uh, maybe a little bit more action, or it's a little more dramatic in the bass fishing. As you're setting hooks, and especially topwater fishing, if you know the the hookup percentage isn't always that great at times. Um, so your your lure could be flying on the other side of the boat before you know it, <laughs> and uh, you might need to get out of the way. It happens all the time, but. Um, that's it's uh, a good way to put it. Yep, <laughs> a little it, more finesse, <laughs> maybe in the walleye fishing.
0: It's uh, it, but there, you know, I guess that's what makes Minnesota, Minnesota, right? You've got these options and these these different fish to go after and uh, different experiences.
2: Right. Yep. Absolutely.
0: Well, listen, uh, you mentioned some things, but uh, anything out there, brand new stuff that you're trying out that you're really liking right now?
2: You know. um there's uh, there's some different baits out there that's been working out really well um, and just different equipment that's been working really well. One thing for me, um, recently uh, Tuned Up Custom Rods has begun to offer uh, a new grip style on their rods. They're uh, seven, six 7.6, uh, medium-heavy Apex Pro uh, with this. Um, it's not an EVA foam, but it's a grip grip. Um, I'm forgetting exactly what they call it, but it's a it's a black grip If you go onto my social medias and check out uh some of the latest pictures that i've been posting i've been using these rods with this new grip style, and it's probably the most comfortable rod i've ever used now it's just uh super super the the action is incredible, uh, but the grip style now on it is extremely comfortable and I find that I can um I find that I can make a little bit more different precision casts and stuff with that grip. As, as silly as it sounds, but I just, it, it doesn't quite slip out of the hands as much anymore with uh, some of the straight cork. Uh, it's easy to clean and maintain. It just looks great all around. So uh, that's really been uh, super awesome for me this year. And, um, another bait, anyway, from Northland Fishing Tackle is their new frog line that they just came out with. Super fun to use. Um, Been throwing those like crazy this year. Uh, Again, just towards those evening hours and um, dragging them over lily pads or throwing them through the weeds. They've really been producing some nice fish. I know my my wife and I were just out, um, I mean, last week or so, a night after work, which was very nice, a great way to end the night. And um, she was hauling in fish left and right for me, and I was just like what the heck is going on back there? So I had switched to a frog and and uh, lo and behold, we both started whacking on them and she was pulling a nice four and a, high, four and a half to five pound largemouth. It was just a, a really great time. So those new frogs from Northern Fishing Tackle have really been putting a lot of fish on the on the deck for me this year. But um, yeah, with uh, with ICAST, that recently just happened too. It was really cool to see some of those new baits come out and. Looking forward to checking out a few of the other options out there, too.
0: Well, one of the hot and heavy topics this week is is LiveScope uh, because the PMTT decided they were going to ban LiveScope for the rest of the uh, Muskie tournament season. Um, have you used a lot of LiveScope? What do you think?
2: Right. Yeah, I did see that, and it's, um, it's disappointing that they would do that in the middle of the season. Uh, that's just like... Uh, just changing the rules (laughs) as you go. Uh, It it doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, In my opinion, you can have all the bells and whistles, um, you know, the fanciest boat, the live scope, all of that good stuff, Um, and that that does not make you a better fisherman. Uh, Yes, you're going to learn more a lot with it, arguably. um, You could, uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, you're going to learn a lot more for it. You're going to see the fish more and be able to pinpoint them a lot quicker, but ultimately those fish still have to bite. You know, you still need to be uh, being smart with that equipment. So um, I do use LiveScope right now. I have that on the boat, and I use it on the in the wintertime and stuff, too. It does dramatically reduce the amount of time it takes to go find the fish. Um, it's much easier to uh, get in front of those fish, too, and make those precise casts or drill that precise hole in the ice um but in in my opinion um i i wouldn't go as far as banning that from tournaments that's okay. uh, again just my opinion
0: well there's there's definitely a lot of opinions out there right now and there's <laughs> no
2: question about yeah, yeah, that i guess there is yeah <laughs> absolutely
0: well listen if we're going to go out fishing this weekend uh what do we need to have in the boat and where on the lake should we be hanging out
2: um, if you're going to go out fishing this weekend, which it sounds like it's going to be a really great weekend for it, weather-wise, um, definitely bring those uh, some of those deeper search baits. If you're looking for, uh, for bass in particular, again, rig up that drop shot. It's an incredible rig to use and um, one to build some confidence with, for sure, but uh, it really is a versatile rig, and not even just for largemouth or smallmouth, but you will get bit uh, quite often uh, with pike or walleye um, and even bluegills and and, uh, crappies. They'll they'll go ahead and pick that up, too, if you're throwing it up towards the cabbage, stuff like that. But um, drop shot is a great way to go. Otherwise, use your bobber eggs um, and uh, trolling, um, crawler harnesses, stuff like that for uh, for walleyes, too. But uh, particularly the certain areas you want to... Uh, be hanging around is uh, those main lake points, uh, main lake weed edges, or uh, um, just other uh, bridge areas and stuff too for fish. So, anywhere as you can imagine there to be a underwater highway for fish to be traveling around, that's where you're going to want to be. Uh, this time of the year, they're hanging out towards that deeper water just because it is cooler. The water temperatures don't fluctuate as much. Um, it's just going to end up producing a lot more fish for you in the end. So, but when in doubt, dock it out, I say sometimes, and, uh, you can find some fish on uh, some of those deeper docks and stuff too. So, like I said, a lot of different ways to catch them this time of year. And, um, it's, uh, it can be a lot of fun. Well, Garrett, before we wrap it
0: up, we, we got to put you through another fast five.
2: All right. I'm ready.
0: Fast five. (laughs) who's <laughs> with me okay here we go question number one what is your favorite way to catch bass
2: uh, well like I said drop shot mm-hmm. probably my favorite way absolutely
0: question number two what is the first fish you ever caught and how old were you
2: first fish I ever caught was a walleye uh, mom and dad uh, definitely brought me up in the in the walleye fishing world and Um, that was, uh, I'm going to say four or five years old, somewhere, it's right around there, to where I could just start holding the rod for myself and reeling for myself and all of that, so right around that age.
0: Do you remember what lake it would have been on?
2: It was North Long Lake. Oh, yeah. It's here in the, in Merrifield, yeah. All
0: right, question number three, what was your favorite subject in school?
2: Ooh, good one. (laughs) Uh, you know, as odd as it sounds, English was probably one of my favorites. It uh, came more naturally to me than uh, a lot of the other subjects. But, um, uh, yeah, that was probably one of my favorites.
0: All right. Question number four. Star Wars or Star Trek?
2: Oh, you already know, Cap, it's Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up with Star Wars, and uh, it's just it's one of those greatest things that um, can ever live die so it's it's just a great series
0: okay and now question number five Alabama or ACDC
2: (laughs) oh another good tough choice Um, you know I'd probably have to say ACDC this time although Alabama is a great band too hard to pass those guys up great music
0: all right. You're, but if you're driving down the road and you want to turn it up loud, it's ACDC?
2: You bet. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Garrett, if people want to keep up with you on uh, social, you mentioned social, uh, where do we find you?
2: Yeah, you can find me at Garrett Higlin Outdoors on Instagram or Facebook, um, Twitter a little bit too, a dabble in there. Um, but definitely give me a shout if you have any questions. You know, what are the fish up to? what kind of line to use, um, certain knots to use, um, all kinds of different stuff like that. So don't be a stranger. Feel free to reach out. Always happy to help.
0: All right, he's Garrett Hagelin joining us on the show today. Great to have you on, Garrett. Have a good weekend at the wedding. Good luck on the golf course, and I don't need to give you good luck. I know you're going to catch fish next time you're out there.
2: (laughs) Thanks, Kev. Have a good one.
0: That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for being here. Don't forget to join us tomorrow when we check in with the Lukens Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament Bass Champions for the second time in the last three years, Sam Larson and Joe Oman. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast. Sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and KICK FM in Alexandria.